Me, if I had not done engineering, it would have been a failure at that time. Okay. I had failed in life to get into a good college. I had failed in life to get into an IIM. But now, when I see things around me and I, and I realize this back there, that there's nothing known as failure. It's just that everyone has a different. Okay. So if I had to tell kids and all of you right out there, just trust your gut. If your gut tells you to sit in for an electricity board exam, do it. If your gut tells you to go to Himachal and set up a BNB, do that. If your gut tells you to do engineering and go the straight normal path and join an Infosys and then do an MBA and then become a bank, just do that, right? You have to trust your gut. Because if you trust your gut, you have no one to blame but yourself and you will never farms. Yeah. The reason we started Who Farms is because we wanted to tell the person who the farmer is. We realized that, forget about what is inside it, the guy has no idea what he's eating. He doesn't know whether his amla is coming from the forest which is collected or is coming from somebody's bagan, bhagicha or whether uh, it is preserved and coming from, you know, timber. Right, so thank you so much for being on the Jantak show. My pleasure. I am very excited for this particular podcast because what you do is really, like I can really connect to it. I come from Punjab. And uh, like, you know, I have a sort of interest in nutrition and ethical nu- nutrition, of course, for which we are going to speak about today and the kind of work that you have been doing for, uh, like, you know, for, for geographical spaces around Chandigarh. I really connect because I come from Punjab and again, I want, you know, I love startups. I love companies that have something to give back to the society, give back to the community. And I think you're doing amazing work at Pint Fresh. So first of all, sir, welcome to the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I want to understand very first thing, your transition, because you were a banker in the US, right? Yeah. So from that, like, you know, you had to come back to Chandigarh. And the reason it's abundantly on the internet, but I want to understand uh, one thing. When you were transitioning from US to India, I'm sure the kind of money you were earning in, uh, in, in the US, <laughs> it's not the same, right? You can say that conservatively, yeah, it wasn't the same. <laughs> right. So I want to understand, has your uh, relationship with money, has it changed when you, you know, moved back? Because even for, you know, people of my age, they want to earn a lot and uh, they have this thing that a lot of my problems can be solved with a lot of money, right? And I'm sure, like, you know, your, your, your idea of wealth creation must have changed when you, you know, came here and start chasing a purpose. So how was it for you? So I think the idea is that uh, my goalposts for success kind of changed. Okay. What I started valuing as success suddenly meant very different things to different people. Okay. Uh, 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 it was a... Uh, for example, this is success for me, right? I have my daughter <laughs> sitting over there, they're reading comic books. I have my wife coming in and I work from an office right here. Okay. This wouldn't have happened if I was in the US. Sure. Yes. Uh, I wanted to spend more time with family. Okay. I wanted to actually come back. Listen, I, I, you know, I am a public school kid. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Chandigarh. I was educated uh, at a throwaway price if you look at education abroad. Okay. I went to a college, engineering college here, I was educated at a throwaway price. I went to uh, one of the greatest uh, engineering companies, I worked in Maruti. Uh, I was given an education, I was given a life, I was given a, a way how to think here. Okay. Now I take all that and I go and give it back to somebody else, it doesn't make too much sense, does it? Sure. After yes. some time I think you have to start asking yourself, what is success? Uh, is success just money or is success 
having your daughters uh, all around <laughs> you and and uh, kind of looking through the back of the of the room trying to figure out uh, what's happening here is success uh, going to sleep at night and saying whatever little difference we could make we've made even if we don't make a physical tangible difference as long as you can get people thinking differently just start so my relationship with money changed because my goal post for success changed what i valued as important changed and uh, these things are not nuclear i mean they don't happen in yourself they happen around you so your wife your parents your children your colleagues it's a it's a movement that happens and uh, i wasn't the only one to come back i had four five six friends who also decided to come back we decided to give up our yeah. green card at least get, get get out of the line of the green card uh, application right. and come back to india amazing i i love your idea of success and i want to understand how the idea of success or rather how the idea of failure has changed because i'm sure once you do something of your own which is not a huge corporate like the companies have worked before how has your idea of failure changed because uh like i'm assuming okay when you were back in the us and when you're working uh, as as a banker the idea of failure must be you know very i think very tangible but right now even uh, very digital 0101 yeah, yeah. you get binary, a deal binary, yes. binary right you yes. get a deal or you don't get a deal yes, it's very yes. very binary. how how what's it now so for me i i don't think there's anything known as failure okay uh, everything is a stepping stone um i'll give you an example i paint right i wanted to become a painter so this is the great thing about india i actually wanted to become an artist Okay. I wanted to become an architect because, for me, an artist meant architect. We could actually build something and kind of you know work around that. Okay. Oh, number अच्छे आ गए तो engineering करा दी. Right. So that was the, that was the way we did that. For me, if I had not done engineering, it would have been a failure at that time. Okay. I had failed in life to get into a good college. I had failed in life to get into an IIM. But now, when I see things around me and and I realize this back there, that there's nothing known as failure. It's just that everyone has a different path, and. Uh, Uh, as a startup, we are taught to fail and fail fast, and you know you, you've heard those jargons: uh, fail, fail forward, fail forward, yes. fail fast, fail quick. Well, you fail every day. Each one of us fails every day, mm-hmm. uh, in their own small bit. You have to figure out what makes, what kind of hurts you, and what doesn't. So my failures that hurt me are if I'm not there to take my girls for tennis. That's okay. a failure. That hurts me. Yeah. If I lose, if a client cancels an order, it doesn't hurt me. Today is Sunday. And this is another failure. She's going to sit here. I'm so sorry. Oh, I love her. Hi. And she's a little puppy. Hi. She's eight months old. <laughs> and when I got her, now if I don't get to play with her on a daily basis, that's failure yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. I have a dog as well. His name is Barud. He's a pit bull. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to mess with you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Now he has gone like you know he's very quiet. He used to be very ferocious at some point of time. Now he's like a so four-year-old Buddha Baba, like that, that kind she's of. She's eight months old. Oh, I, I can see like she's very active. She's a great game. <laughs> she's gonna be three times her size. Okay, all right, let her be now. And don't trouble us, boy. Amazing, right. but sir, whatever you have said, I, I'm sure like all of this is in hindsight. Yeah. But when you actually go through it, I think that's the point where it's very difficult to you know convince yourself. Okay, what I'm going through is uh, like you know is is not permanent. Everything is temporary. And if I put consistent, I if I put my efforts consistent consistently. i will reach somewhere which may uh, be in the box of my success right so what would you say to a person who is right now going through that struggle that failures and maybe don't have that you know the the privilege of hindsight okay ki you know 
back then it was different but now i i know better so what would you say to a person maybe a 22 year old somvir what would you say to that person so uh, i would tell the 22 year old somvir don't just do exactly what you're doing like don't get into fomo okay. my biggest mistakes in life are pure fomo i feel all of us have a plan i mean i actually believe in destiny i believe in a, i believe in spirituality in a way that all of us come with a plan the plan is inside us the problem that we screwed up at times is because we tend to see yaar wo dekho wo to startup kar raha aur main bada khush hu ye karne mein to mere ko to galti hoga right so it, it that doesn't work you have to trust yourself you have to trust your gut uh, uh this is what i don't understand so a lot of the kids today say that they wanted to start up wanted to start up yeah, wanted to start yeah. up. they don't realize that the guys who actually started doing startups were people who were doing something different today okay. doing a startup is not doing something different is doing what everybody else is doing yeah, yeah. so you have to figure out what works for you Okay. and uh, you have to let fomo dies death i kind of put a post on this on linkedin a couple of days ago saying that we spent like we spent so much money so much money chasing dreams just because there was somebody else's dreams yes and we spent not the money as much as the time the bandwidth the effort the time away from family the time away from uh, from from uh, from things that were actually important to chase somebody else's dreams okay. so if i had to tell kids and all of you right out there just trust your gut if your gut tells you to sit in for an electricity board exam do it if your gut tells you to go to himachal and set up a bnb do that if your gut tells you to do engineering and go the straight normal path and join an infosys and then do an mba and then become a bank just do that right you have to trust your gut because if you trust your gut you have no one to blame but yourself and you will never blame yourself mm-hmm. usually end up blaming other people ki us karke maine ye nahi kiya aur us karke maine kiya so i would recommend or i would kind if i had to tell somebody something is just be true to who you are this is osho type gyan i'm giving you <laughs> but it is not that difficult if you just take a step back and think mere ko kya karna hai and you will do fine you know what you said uh, so i follow a philosophy called stoicism okay you do no you i i can okay. please tell me so uh, they say okay there are three kinds of things okay things that you can control your values your emotions your routine how you respond to a to a stimulus or you know how you what's your reaction to like some kind of action and there are things that you cannot control for example let's say i want to play a tennis match i cannot control if i win that match or lose that match right or for example i cannot control the weather or there i cannot control your response if i say if i do something to you or if i say something it's up to you i i cannot control what you do right and then there's a third category which is like a sort of gray area that uh, for example again i'll i'll go back to the tennis example if i if i uh, if i'm going to play tennis i don't know if i'm going to win or not i don't control that but what i control is again going back to the first category how much practice do i do if i can understand my opponent or not and most importantly so the stoicism says things you can control control them things you cannot leave them because you cannot control them anyway there's no point on sulking for them third one is internalize your goals for example if i'm going to a cricket or a tennis match my goal should not be that i want to defeat the other person my goal should be i want to do my best yeah right so something that you said that like you know there there are people who blame others ki uski wajah se maine कॉर्पोरेट जॉइन करा उसकी वजह से मैंने स्टार्टअप करा बट वैन यू यू नो वैन यू सॉर्ट ऑफ होल्ड योर सेल्फ अकाउंटेबल एंड वैन यू इंटरनलाइज योर गोल्स की वॉट एवर आई डू 
कि वो इफ आई गेट सक्सेसफुल इट्स मी इफ आई डोंट इट्स मी लाइक यू नो दिस नो अदर पर्सन इन्वॉल्व इन दिस राइट एंड समथिंग लाइक नो इट जस्ट मेक्स मी क्यूरियस फॉर एग्जाम्पल समन वॉन्ट्स टू जॉइन योर कंपनी पेंट फ्रेश हाउ डू यू लाइक नो हाउ डू यू मेक श्योर दैट द पर्सन अलाइंस विद योर विजन बिकॉज समथिंग दैट इज सेट कि लाइक नो इट्स योर पर्पज इट्स योर विजन सो हाउ डू यू मेक श्योर कि मे बी हु इज जॉइनिंग यू दे अलाइन टू वॉट यू डू so that's actually a really interesting question and uh, there are lots of parts to this I'll kind of I'll expand your question slightly I'll tell okay. you how I hired my guys I'll tell you who these people are and sure. I'll tell you what qualification they looked at we'd love right? to know that these guys are guys who failed their 10th they failed their 12th <laughs> okay. these guys are guys who wanted to go to college but haven't gone to college or flunked in college in first second third years there is no difference between them and us zero It's just that they come from villages around Chandigarh. They have the exact same loves, exact same uh, uh, wants, exact same uh, aspirations in life than you and I have. Yeah. There is no difference. Yeah. The only difference is that I got a lottery, you got a lottery, the lottery of birth. We were born in a place where we had a mother or a father taking care of us, mm-hmm. where we weren't abused as children, where when yes. we were, when we when when we grew up, they asked us, "Bete kya karna hai apne?" Right? uh where if i wanted to wear a pair of jeans my mother made sure i had them or well, not today we all grew up i mean i don't know what you guys but i grew up in pre liberalization in india where i remember buying a pair of jeans used to be once in a 3 year once in a 4 year kind of event i still do, do that right so i mean for us it was <laughs> yes. i remember i got my first pair of jeans when i was 15 years old i got a pair of wranglers which my mom paid 900 rupees mm-hmm. 900 odd bucks my dad's salary was 3000 rupees at that time right yeah. and uh, i must have cried and cried and cried because the language me kuch hai me kuch hai right me kuch hai and 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 so the idea is we were lucky the people around us who aren't lucky yes. and there's no difference between you and us i mean between them and us so when i started hiring for my company i tried uh, i tried going to a couple of colleges and i realized that these guys are interested in fancy packages and startups weren't a very yeah. big thing then and I said, yeah. If you are going to want, uh, you know, fifty thousand a month, sixty. I want you to tell me what you're going to do. What's your game plan? How are you going to grow this? More importantly, I want you to tell me why are you here. So the first guy I hired was somebody uh, who I hired because I felt that his values were in the right place. Um, kid comes from sixty kilometers away every day on a bike. Wow. He does up and down. Uh, When I asked him about paint fresh, he said, "I love paint fresh." I said, "Okay." So what do we do? He had no idea, and the reason why he had no idea was because uh, hydroponics was such a new thing. But he knew pipe work with that kuch karte hain, and I'm very good at cutting and pasting and 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 kind of getting these things done. Okay. Uh, we worked out of a garage. We literally worked out of a garage. We actually went there. So I wanted to kind of work out of a garage the before we did anything else. Jobs and all the like, yeah, exactly. So the path. we we had a garage <laughs> venture kind of thing. uh the first pipes we actually made were hand cut okay. so the guys i wanted were people who weren't afraid to build who weren't afraid to transport who weren't afraid to clean i wanted to create a mini japan like i was in maruti udyog mm-hmm. where we had an unbelievable japanese influence and japanese influences said that if you're sitting on a table you clean that table you yeah. clean your drawer you clean your plate you make sure you pick what you have to take it there everybody's equal there are no chaprasis there are no jamadars there are no yes. bosses there are no ceos everyone all this vertical nonsense we have is actually horizontal okay. everyone does everything so when i hired my guys i wanted to hire a bunch of people who realized that and who knew that aaj hum machine bana rahe hain kal isko bechenge par tum ceo banenge 
So when I started looking at guys, the only people I could find were people like this from villages around us who have not completed the 10th, 12th. The only other option they have was the metro drivers or you know, sit 20 years to get clear some electricity department exam or, or, or some government of Punjab exam. Uh, and I realized that if I just train them slightly, if I just get their understanding correct, they do wonderful. And uh, we really haven't fired too many people. I mean, the only people we've actually fired are people who wanted to leave, but apart from that, I mean, people who've left, but really haven't really fired anyone. So our entire premise of hiring the right guys kind of worked for us. So these are the kind of guys we actually did hire. And when we looked uh, at them, we wanted people who weren't privileged. We wanted people who didn't think that we are degree aage, abhi hai, and I want uh, you know an easy life. I didn't want. I was one of those guys, so I didn't want anyone like that. But I knew I was wrong when I was growing up. So that's what we were doing. I think it, it, it's it's beautiful that you acknowledge your privileges. That's the first thing I wanted to acknowledge that for you. Um, the second is so what I believe that, you know, for people like me who had come from places like Malod, we don't have a lot of notions. Like it, it's yes. comparatively, it's, we have a very simple life. For example, if someone would say, okay, I would say, Ki, chalo, raste. if not, I'll build something. But then for people uh, like, you know, maybe grew up in various kinds of privileges and have had a lot of, exp- I think abundance needs to be Abundance with a lot of notions. We didn't have a bun- I, I think I, I had my life's first pizza at when I came to Chandigarh. Yeah. <laughs> I went to first movie when I came to Chandigarh. I haven't used shampoo. I thought I still don't use a shampoo. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so uh, I think like you know, we didn't have that kind of abundance and because of that we didn't have a lot of notions. Uh, like you know, okay, what would happen if this happens? We like we had a very simple funda ki ha ye hai karna. Aise nahi to, aise bhi, like you know, we'll take a path B, if not, we'll take a path C. But we knew ki haan, that's where we want to go. So I think, but again, I also come from a privileged background. So I, uh, like, I try to relate, but there are that I cannot relate because the kind of people you have hired, yeah. they don't have those kinds of privileges. Um, like, you know, there's a sense of scarcity. There's there a really s- strong scarcity which they grew up in. So they realize, yaar, you know, and the scarcity could be money, it could be family, it could be ideas, it could be yes, so many things. Yes. So yeah, I, I guess you're right. I think your pundit's point is... I think sort of romanticize kar hai ki, like, you know, uh, like in, in the hindsight, but I'm sure the kind of struggles they have had, uh, like we cannot really be empathetic. Like we can just imagine, okay, this is what would have happened. But the whole process of going through it is way worse. That's, that's what I think. I, I agree with you. Uh, so I, for people who are uh, like, we'll obviously attach the website of Pinfresh, but if you can, in a brief, very brief, tell what does Pinfresh do so that we sure. can, you know, shift the conversation to Pinfresh. So now. what we did was we came back uh, to Chandigarh uh, four year, five years ago. And uh, this is in the US where my dad and I bought a domain. We bought it in the US called Pinfresh.com okay. and we bought Pintfresh.com. Pintfresh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we said that dad, dad said either we'll set up a microbrewery or we'll kind <laughs> of uh, sell food. Uh, the idea wasn't to actually make money. The idea was to uh, tell people how easy it is to grow food at home. It started off, my, so my dad isn't, isn't too well. And uh, he was told back in the day that you're yes. And then we realized that as a state, Punjab is screwed. I mean, we are, we, we are, we are, so we are, you know, we are a water exporting state. Do you know that? 
we export more water than any other state in this country. Because of the crops? Yes, because yes. of the crops. So wheat and rice we grow, we literally export the water. Yes. For a state that has no water, we're exporting billions, we've exported billions of liters over the last 30-40 years. We spray pesticides to kill everything yes. around us. So there are no... Have you seen Jugnus? Go see, try finding a Jugnus in Chandigarh today, you oh, won't find one. I don't think you'll find you find won't find Jugnus. When I was a kid, I used to find Jugnus everywhere. Oh, okay. Go try finding Jugnus today. There used to be these millions of caterpillars and worms all over the uh, leaves. There's nothing. We have sanitized ourselves. We have sanitized ourselves clean. So when we came back, uh, my dad was told that because of your food, you're not well. And uh, he says, you know what, my, my dad is a fighter. No, I'm sure he is. He's a, he's a heavyweight fighter. So this guy said that I'll kind of do this on my own. I'll grow on my own. So on his roof, he started growing food. Initially, it was just, you know, tubs of mati, potatoes. He was growing uh, uh, cauliflower. He was growing uh, uh, tomato and ghee. He was growing all, all things which he wanted to grow for himself. But my dad, is, there's another thing about my father. That he's extremely well traveled. He's traveled the whole world. I think he was in Singapore or was it Australia? I forget. Uh, where he got himself a small hydroponic kit. In Singapore. In Singapore. Have, oh, so, yeah. so Singapore. He got himself a small <laughs> hydroponic kit. He got it back to Chandigarh, opened it up and we started playing with it. And he started growing stuff. And then my dad also is an engineer. So he said, <laughs> I can make this better. I can make this cheaper. I can make this more usable. I can make this nicer. And he, did. he didn't want 80 rupees tomato. Yeah, he didn't. I'm quoting you. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so, so the idea was it was a fun hobby. And when you're doing a hobby, it's obviously a hobby. You don't calculate costs. You don't, yeah. I mean, if you're a painter, you don't actually see how much paint you're putting. Of course. It's, it's fun. But uh, when he wanted to do this slightly larger scale, he realized there's nobody in India doing it. Uh, and it wasn't tough to do. It was just that you needed to do it at scale. I've explained before, so nutrients we had to make. You can't make these many nutrients. You have to make a whole lot of them because they all come in big uh, packets. You have to mix them up and mash them up and kind of process them slightly and then you get these nutrients. Uh, uh, end caps, you know, so you buy them at 80, 80, 90, 90 rupees an end cap. Today we make them at 15 bucks. Okay. Uh, so if everyone's watching this, we don't sell them at 15 bucks, we will make them at 15 <laughs> bucks. Okay, <sorry. laughs> Uh, so the idea was that we came back and he said that, listen, we can grow food in pipes. And I said, dad, shit. He said, nene, we tried. <laughs> so for the next year, dad and I tried and we experimented. And then I realized that my father is brilliant at what he does. But uh, there's one thing that I have and he doesn't, which is an MBA, which kind of <laughs> made me think of this as a business. And the I said, scale yeah, of it. The how, scale how, of it. How do I sell on I said, scale? dad, this can become big if we just kind of <laughs> get it there. I didn't want to leave Chandigarh. Okay. I didn't want to leave my family. No I wanted wants to be to around. Chandigarh. Nobody wants to leave Chandigarh, but I wanted to be around my family. <laughs> and I realized that if I wanted to sell vegetables, I would have to move to a Bangalore or a Bombay or a yes. Delhi. So then, uh, this is what a startup does: it finds a solution to a problem. So I said, "Yeah, Dad, can't uh, What if we sell equipment?" Okay. And my dad said, "Who's going to buy a pipe from you?" They don't think they will buy a pipe from the market. I said, no, Dad, I think there's an opportunity to kind of brand it and make it nice and have instructions and have everything in together in one package. So he funded us. He gave us space in his garage and we started the company and I hired my first employee. I was still working with ISB at that time. And ISB is just the most brilliant place in the world because they allowed me to do that. Yeah. Uh, I had I, I have the fondest memories for, for my college. Um, 
and we started making these kits, we started sachetizing them, and we just improved, 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 improved. And uh, the first lady who ever bought a kit, the first person to ever buy a kit from you was a lady called Tenzin Tashi. Okay. Tenzin Tashi was a lady from Sikkim. Okay. And she went online and she paid me 12,000 rupees for a kit. And at that time I thought, she's gone crazy, I would <laughs> never give, who, I mean, what was e-commerce? Nobody knew anything. If you're giving more than 4,000 bucks, yeah, you want to go, yeah. touch the product, feel it, see the guy, sure. see his degree, see car, then buy it, right? She placed an order online and I sent it to her. And then I called her up and I said that I appreciate this. Uh, and uh, I will, I will, words are not enough, so I will tell you how I appreciate it. So I named my best-selling kit the Tashi. Today, Beautiful. the wow. Tashi, yes. Pinterest Tashi is India's highest selling indoor hydroponic kit. Wow. We sell uh, uh, 8-10 lakhs a month. Uh, I'll talk in value as because there's so many different models. And then we have the Ira, which is my daughter. And then we have the Zoya, which is my other daughter, the one that made okay. all the fuss and went. <laughs> and then we have the Jaspi, which is a together kit, which is my dad's name. Okay. So we kind of start naming our kids after our kids after our families. Do you have something named after you? No, okay, I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but uh, the idea was that we wanted to kind of uh, get a lot of people. I mean, we didn't want to call it the I grow or the happy grow or something like. That. We mm -hmm. wanted to actually name it after people like us, and we told them, and you know, we wanted to make it very desi, very local for the community. For the community, yeah. And we wanted to tell people that it's it's highly doable, and it's it's you know you don't need to be it's very easy to make it's very easy to do, and I think my wife started uh, that she she's walking inside and then she started kind of uh, uh, holding her own classes and all because while we built it see we we were in an area where we weren't getting funded mm -hmm. we didn't want to get funded we didn't want to say yes or no to anybody I worked in a bank for ten years I didn't want to wear a tie again in my life. Plus, I think when you get an investor, like the maybe the main purpose exactly. for the community may not be out there because they exactly. have to report or sort of like you know accountable to someone. Exactly. So our entire focus would have changed into uh, doing what companies today are doing, setting up shops. Like people set up shops to sell vegetables, and I tell them, I said, we are a poor country. When I was growing up, I didn't eat lettuce till I got to college. I didn't know what the, what lettuce yeah. was, and today you're selling lettuce at eighteen hundred rupees a kg. Who the hell is buying it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, आप टमाटर प्याज कम करिए, उसको पेस्टिसाइड फ्री करिए। आप वीट को बेस्ट रेस्ट वाटर से उगाएं। That is true innovation. The only reason why our kits make sense is because we ship them to a person's house and the guy grows them within the house. So we reduce carbon miles, and we can talk about that a little later. But the idea was that we wanted to create impact, and to create an impact, you can't take money from somebody and say thank you for this money. And now I'm going to create my impact because that guy would say, hey, "Wait a minute, hold on. This is my money. So why don't you create my impact, which is making me richer?" Yeah, yeah. So that was something that we wanted to do. And you follow like an IKEA kind of model? Absolutely. So yeah. look around you. I mean, I don't know. Everything is <laughs> IKEA in this house, right? This whole this whole house is IKEA. Uh, are you good? So the whole house is IKEA, right? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still pissed off that you don't have a product named after you? Very. As you can imagine, <laughs> my heart goes out. I love IKEA. I'll tell you why I love IKEA. I love IKEA because I find it a no-nonsense brand. I yeah. find it that you can build it yourself. In the US, I build my whole house myself. Wow. The whole house, from the air conditioning to the beds to the cupboards to the stoves to the wash, everything we bought, transported it on, on and we got it home. Uh, 
so I wanted to create a do-it-yourself kit for India. Because in India we have a problem. We say, hum karenge, bhaiya ek man karna. So that's our kind of yes, entire thing, right? Yes. Oh, yes, of course, I will grow food. So you can't do that. You have to do it yourself. And go back to what I started off with saying what kind of employees we wanted. We wanted employees who have no qualms of doing anything different. We wanted the Japanese mentality, the Scandinavian mentality in this country. So when we started our product, our product reflects our mentality, which is do it yourself. We make sure we give you the best. If something breaks, call us up. We immediately replace it. Yeah. Uh, but please do it yourself and you'll be happier and it'll make everybody kind of slightly better. Beautiful. Something that's called in Punjabi ki mitti naal mitti hona Exactly. Uh, you know something that exactly. really touched me as uh, I, I was watching a video of you. When you created this thing, you did not, you know, they, like you did not create an IP out of it. You did not patent your technology and it's an open source. Yeah. So before we go on, to, go on to that, I think you can only do this when you're, you know, when you have... Uh, great regard for the community and when you are full of compassion so just want to understand like you know what are the values and okay I, i've asked this to, uh, this to a lot of founders when you start something of your own does your company's value reflect your own values like do you intentionally put in your values and you know create something maybe uh maybe words that are not similar but you know the intention is same size so it happened to you because i think Th that requires a lot of compassion, uh, like, you know, when you're putting it out, out as an open source and not creating, uh, like, you know, not patenting it and asking the whole world to, you know, use that. So, wh what is it? So, it's nirpao, right? Absolutely, without fear. Absolutely. So, we, we started without fear. I had zero fear when I started. I have guys copying everything we do. Uh, I have guys naming our systems after my daughters because they think that there's some uh, fancy name that I've got from somewhere <laughs> and some technologies. They're like, this is the ERA system. I'm like, yeah, ERA's my daughter. That's why I called it an ERA system. I have guys saying this is a genuine Japanese Tashi system. I said, Tashi lives in the Sikkim. She's not from Japan. And, and, you know, this is something that we just made up. So we haven't trademarked any of that. Our idea was that when we started, everybody could do it themselves at home. Yeah. And uh, when we realized that they needed a lot of small, small things from everywhere, we said, we'll sachetize it, we'll put it together, and we'll give you a package. Then we started realizing that they needed slightly more help in cutting and pasting. Nobody. So this is not the U.S. In the of U.S., course. everybody does everything themselves, guys. Yeah. Uh, they build houses themselves, right? They build ponds themselves. They build uh, entire rainwater harvesting system themselves. You wow. get a guy to build a rainwater harvesting system in India, where we are supposed to be, where we are all supposed to be men of the soil, yes. we'll be like, just call somebody, somebody will do it, right? So call a guy. Call, call a guy. guy. <laughs> and there'll be a guy who doesn't know anything himself. And we'll be like, well, yeah, pipe, like, oh, hold, right? So it's a, it's a very Jugadu type system. And the reason why we're so good at Jugad is because you have to understand, we are kings, all of us. Our mentality is of kings, especially in Punjab. We, we have never lacked anything. Mm, the, we had food, we had, just, you know, people were all together, a very cohesive society. Yeah, yeah. Rich uh, culture, rich, rich heritage. Rich culture, rich heritage, right? So we had nothing to lose. But when we got partition and when we started the new birth of this country, we had a serious lack of resources. Yes. And we had to form, somehow figure out how to uh, bridge that gap between the resources and our and our kind of wants. Yes, yes. So Jugaad came in. So Jugaad was temporary. Unfortunately, today has become a way of life. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we started this, we told people, "Yar, e Jugaad to si karo. Uh, build it like this. Build a dudda dabba, kya da dabba. Get a you know get get a get a get a uh, uh, cover it with silver foil. Get 
But then we realized that's not the right way to do it. Why don't we make a proper model village in it? That's a model, model school. Mm -hmm. We'll make your model kit. We'll price it. So today our largest selling kit, we started pricing it at 3,000 bucks when we started. Today we price it at 1,600 rupees. Prices have gone doubled and we've halved our price. It's just that why we were able to do it is because our quantity kind of increased. So we said that we'll give it to you at a price cheaper than what you can make it at. Wow. But I want you to still make it. I want you to go home and say, where can I fit this? How can I build this? What can I do with this? Where, where am I now? Where, where am I going to get to, right? So all that had to happen in my view. Uh, so yeah, I think the, the, my, my, uh, my kind of uh, values, and, and another thing about values, Manik, is that values come out very strongly when you're comfortable. The moment you put a guy in the oh, corner. Oh, yes. now, when you're being yourself. When you're being, but it, you know, you have to, so, so for us, we were lucky uh, that we, we had a lot uh, in terms of, I did not have the poverty of an idea. I didn't have yeah. the poverty of family. I did not have the poverty of, of thing. I mean, money was always tight for everybody. Everybody in India, money is always tight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mother was a school teacher. So, you know, we were all kind of always struggling. Uh, we've done well for ourselves yeah. now, but. Okay. Paycheck to paycheck. It, it was all paycheck to paycheck. I, I've seen my mother selling her rings mm -hmm. uh, to pay some EMI. I've seen my dad sell his father's pistol. I've seen, uh, we had a, in this beautiful big house, which you see, which is where my grandfather's, we had a scooter till 1994. A nice, beautiful green chair which my father refuses to sell because he said, you grew up on this and this is what your background is and don't ever forget that. So we have a green chair lying downstairs, okay. but that was our, that was our reality. So uh, uh, when you do that, you actually start putting your own values into everything you see. So we did put a lot of our own values into our company. Uh, we made ourselves frugal, we made ourselves customer centric, and we made ourselves fun. And I told my guys, yeah, <laughs> nobody's gonna get an ulcer today. Nobody's gonna yeah. get an ulcer in my company. Yeah. You just relax. I'll make sure we do well. Just do what I'm telling you to do, and we'll grow together. So we did that. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of help on the way, but yeah, inshallah, we are here right now and we are doing well. Beautiful story. I am going to use, uh, you know what you said, nobody is going to get an ulcer. <laughs> yeah, nobody is going to get an ulcer. I am going to use that. I am going to use that for future. And I will name you, <laughs> even though you don't have a product name after you. Uh, but on a serious note, when we speak about Punjab, I think uh, we are already in a red zone. The kind of water level that we have, it, it's, it's really below. Like yeah. It's really low. Uh, and something that you said, you know, we are a huge exporter of water. Yeah. And uh, that that's very alarming. So just want to understand for my generation and the generation after me, what does it mean for us? Well, it means that we'll have to work much harder than our parents did. Listen, our parents didn't screw us over. You have to understand that. Okay. It's not that they knew what they were doing. Sure. It's not okay. that they knew that pesticides were bad. Uh, people till the 1980s thought smoking is not only okay, it's very good for you. We had doctors recommending smoking to parents, uh, to patients. Uh, there's a drug called botizomeb, which was given as a uh, morning sickness drug to women in the US, okay. uh, which is now a, a frontline cancer medication. That resulted in stunted children, uh, children with no arms, children with no legs, right? So we did not know what was going on, but I'll tell you what went on. What went on was we have pumped our state dry. Political pressures have you can't say anything to a farmer in this country. At least, and you've seen what's happening, right? Yes, yes. Uh, whether they are right, whether, I think they're right, but whether they're right or they're wrong, let's not go with that right now. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't say anything to a farmer today. So what people do is they try to appease them. 
Farmers don't want free water, I tell you. They don't want free electricity. They are happy to pay for it. As long as they get a good price for their food. As long of as course. they get a little bit of respect when they're going to give their food in the market yeah. or they have good uh, quality of seeds or they have good quality, right? But, so what our guys think is that we'll give them free water, uh, sorry, free electricity to run free tube wells. So when their free tube wells run, people are pumping out water. Right here, about 35 kilometers from this house right now, we had a piece of land back in the day. We had water at 50 feet or 200 feet. Now it's 800 feet. My neighbor oh my is Chandigarh, is India's largest tube digger. And they tell us the exact same thing, that the water table is going down, 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 down. It's one by 16. Exactly. It, and the problem is, there is, it is not fixable overnight. It will take hundreds of years to fix. Of course. So where does that leave us? Where does it have you and me, right? So first of all, we have to understand that this is a statewide problem. And it is not limited to Punjab. It's Punjab, Haryana, it's parts of Rajasthan, it's, it's Jammu Kashmir, parts of Himachal, right? So it's, it's a huge belt that mm. is over here. It's the agricultural belt. Yes. We have a problem. Uh, uh, so how this gets solved, I don't want to even get there right now because these are fraught with political stepping on, on kind of preconceived uh, ideas of what should happen. Yeah. But what you and I can do is, uh, first of all, everyone water harvest in their own house, it, it'll help us this much, but you do it. Most importantly, buy local. Buy within a 30 kilometer radius of where you are. If somebody's selling you rice from MP, don't buy it. If somebody's selling you wheat from Harajistan, don't buy it, right? Try buying as local food as you can. Because the problem with a lot of these water issues is that we have transportation issues uh, your food travels millions and millions and millions of miles, uh, which basically means, so as a country, India, we waste 40% of our food. Okay. For a country which is so hungry, we waste 40% of our food. And who eats that 40% of the rats? Uh, is it because the storage, like the... Storage is a bad, and transportation is so crazy. Okay. So storage is a terrible, and transportation is, is, is a big pain. Get that down, because if you stop eating the rice from that far away, they'll stop growing it which basically means the problems start kind of going away. Secondly, uh, uh, the only way that you can change Punjab is you have to realize the Punjabi. We are highly egoistical. Yeah, you yeah. tell me today, ki, uh, don't uh, water your plants. The moment you turn on, I'll double belly water them. No doubt. No because doubt. I'll say, who the hell is this guy to tell me, right? Yeah. But if you, you have to understand the Punjabi, so you have to go to them, you have to explain yeah. to them. Oh, you have to go to them, you have to explain to them, you have to kind of become, be connected to the farmer. And you will be amazed. You will be amazed at the farmers. You will be amazed at the people on the ground, of how well they understand the issues. You go to PGI, you see the cancer ward over there. Yeah. Those guys themselves say that we are growing this for sale and this is for us. Oh. This we don't spray pesticides and they know. So you don't have to, so, so all you need to go there and say is that what if this becomes that. Why don't we just do the whole thing? Yeah. What is your issue? Is your issue that you're going to get paid for it? Well, we figure out a way to pay you for it. Mm -hmm. Is your issue that uh, 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 your harvest will become less? Why don't we show you case studies where it will become less for the first year, for the second year, for the third year, but after that, it'll go double, triple, triple, triple until you're yeah. making 15, 18, 10, 20 times the harvest you'll be taking out. We have to get Mansuba Fukuka's book, uh, One Straw Revolution and get it to Punjab, translate it to Punjabi and show us, show our guys. So the only way we can save the state is by not saving it. 
ourselves is by getting a move is by educating as many people as we can because the moment you have someone saying i will save this state nobody can save anything right especially for a country for a state like us we have to be more inclusive at least with our fellow punjabis and so that is my kind of take on this there are lots of solutions and lots of problems and counter arguments mota mota get everybody together that's the only way it works one thing that i get out of your answer and something that we have spoken a lot on our podcast is delayed gratification so you know how you said that ki maybe ek do teen char saal you not get that much harvest yeah. but eventually you will get yeah and uh, i think but again for farmers who uh, you know live from harvest to harvest and don't have that kind of money uh, so it's it, it's a bureaucratical and political problem as of now uh, but thank you so much for the answers like you know what you like you and i can do right i think i think uh, even if we can change one person through this i think a part of our job is done yeah. only a small part but we have made some progress right uh, now i want to you know uh, move to another part of the conversation which is about ethical nutrition uh, i think for a lot of people what they they don't understand what they eating and uh, there's something uh, in one of the in one of the sessions back in 2017 there's a person was speaking that it was more of a on a, on a different note that what you're eating if you're eating the kind of energies you are taking that inside and you know it it's like you take that kind of energy inside you but i do think uh, for example i'll give an example uh, in one of the restaurants they used to sell uh, in chandigarh i'm not going to name they used to sell packaged food okay and they had written okay uh, the uh, the calories like the protein the fats the carbohydrates the fiber right and we were very impressed uh, my friend and i we, like you know we we were kind of aware about the protein requirements how much amino acids and everything like whatever you need and um, after i think a few weeks like when it started they had this you know labels on their food okay this is uh, the like this is the quality uh, calorie content of this food that you're going to eat i think after 5 6 weeks down the line they they had changed mm. so we were just you know okay why did this happen and then one of my friends uh, he is a lot into fitness he told me ki log kharidte nahi yaar when he, they get aware of this thing ki ha mai itni agar calories if i'm eating a sandwich jo 400 calories ka hai usme agar 20 gram protein hai jo bhi they won't buy it so what's your take on this so i actually feel that uh, nutrition uh, when especially ethical nutrition is uh, one of those very uh, so so i'll give you my story and then i kind of get to what i'm trying to say so we started a company called who farms yeah the reason we started who farms is because we wanted to tell the person who the farmer is we realized that forget about what is inside it the guy has no idea ki kha kya hai he doesn't know whether his amla is coming from the forest which is collected or is coming from somebody's bagan bagicha or whether uh, it is preserved and coming from you know timbuktu he has no idea mm-hmm. we want to connect people together so we start getting in touch with fpos once we got in touch with these fpos we realized that uh, it's just a treasure trove of stuff that we have in the state we have some unbelievable things we are the largest makers of apple cider vinegar in india right oh, we wow. make uh, jamun vinegar and and uh, turmeric vinegar and red wine vinegar and tons and tons of things the problem was that these guys couldn't sell so i told them why don't we figure out a way to sell for you so we got those vinegars out and we started putting a 
लेबल कि ये इसमें इतना फैट है ये कार्बोहाइड्रेट है ये एनर्जी है ये ऐसे वी कैंड मेड नाइस टेबल इन पुट दे आर रिक्वायर्ड बाय एफएसएसआई या एंड दैट्स व्हेन आई रियलाइज दैट दिस डजंट वर्क दिस डजंट वर्क बिकॉज़ यू आर द कॉमन मैन डोंट नो व्हाट यू आर रीडिंग यू हैव नो आईडिया दैट यू शुड बी ईटिंग 1000 कैलोरीज और 2000 कैलोरीज और 5000 कैलोरीज यू हैव नो आईडिया व्हाट काइंड ऑफ गुड शुगर इज सो आई कैन से इट्स जीरो शुगर बट आई एम पुटिंग एफओएस which is a sugar substitute uh whether it's sugar from ganeda juice to superior right so ganeda what are you drinking are you drinking added sugars or are you drinking just the sweetness of the ganeda sugar but that will come out as sugar in in the in the backing right yeah, yeah. so the labels themselves are extremely misleading and okay. they are actually made for packaged food they are actually made for processed packaged food which yeah. can last for you know 20 30 40 50 days mm-hmm. uh well months 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 if the amount of preservative what is with that So our take on ethical nutrition was to tell people that if you're drinking amla amla does one two three good things for you and one two three bad things for you. So if okay. you drink too much amla you're going to start developing dark circles around your neck. Okay. If you're drinking too much uh, uh beetroot uh, you know uh uh your your you you you'll feel that your your stomach is bleeding. uh uh because uh uh you know you if you go to the loo in the morning everything will be red yeah. uh so we kind of figure out what should be communicated to the client in the most ethical way possible now here is a very tricky zone because you can communicate anything to the client you can tell the guy if you drink apple cider vinegar aap patle ho jaoge aap gore ho jaoge aap lambe ho jaoge right you can do all these things which indians want to do yeah. these are all things that all of us well at least the advertisement industry thinks that we want to do i'm i mean everybody i made made it clear but so for us it wasn't so much of putting what exactly is inside this package we wanted to tell people what is the active ingredient and what it does for yeah, you yeah what would happen what would happen and then we went a step further and we said because you're drinking this amla vinegar from us or you're having this amla candy from us there are 3000 women who are able to feed their children mm-hmm. in uh, husharpur because right. that's where they're collecting it or if you're eating the stinged sag from us which is got no preservatives there are 100 families in patiala who are able to uh, you know send their kids to school so we for us that was ethical nutrition it was because we realized that the way our nutrition labels are made are faulty in the first place i told you i have no interest in fighting with the government fighting with the people fight i'm i'm not an activist the only way i can do you know my bit is to change ourselves and do what we did so we did who farms we spread put up used to put these labels kya kya but we used to put on the front this will do this for you this will do that for you you drink too much of it you'll be sitting in the loo the whole day so we wanted to kind of make a decent package i'll give you another example protein shakes right yeah, yeah. so you've got protein shakes uh, they are whey isolates yes in 5 years time your kidneys will pack up i guarantee you yeah my own. your kidneys start packing up okay right because, because so the, way the way isolates what if we could give you full plant protein now the label is exactly the same protein kitna grams par ja raha hai kya ja raha like i'm a vegetarian uh, so i don't eat meat but uh, so i know where i need to get my 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 kind of protein from is dal mm-hmm. when i started eating drink trying a protein shake it didn't kind of agree with me then i realized because these are way isolates it's got nothing to do with the way we normally eat protein and the way over hundreds of thousands of years our bodies have evolved and i think that is when i uh, again told my my partner so i have a great partner who started this company with me that let's get ethical about this let's tell people ki is full plant protein hai it might give you half the protein per scoop mm-hmm. but is the right thing for you so that's where we were and that's how we started very recently so my mom has high uric acid and we are thinking okay how we can you know complete her uh, protein uh, requirement 
So we ordered pea protein from uh, my protein. Okay. So nice. it's a plant-based uh, vegan gluten-free yes. uh, protein. Yeah. Which does not, you know, which does not uh, like sort of uh, uric acid ni bharta usse. And I was not aware of that. Very recently they had come to Chandigarh. One of my friends had come to meet me and my parents like he's very close to me and then my mom okay to protein pita hai. A lot of that and then I was okay explaining ki so if her body weight is let's say 60 I think she needs around 70 grams say 70 to 100 grams of protein but she's like the only uh, protein that she's getting is from dal yeah. so I asked my friend okay ki yaar mamma to nahi maante uh, like you know whey protein wagera ke liye how do I you know because she said ki mera uric acid badta I cannot have uh, like the protein that you were having so uh, he said ki okay why not try this that's when I got like you know I became aware of that uh, so I think you know a lot of problems are solved when you you know get aware of things yeah uh, exactly you need to get aware of these things a lot of us are still in that fog uh, okay so, so the last part I wanted to speak about is the North Indian diet yeah. because <laughs> okay so you're getting ready for that <laughs> so you, you have rightly mentioned uh, like you know uh, let's say the protein that we're getting is from dal or maybe Rajma or maybe uh, you know paneer or tofu, yeah. like whatever we are having. But I I think it still still does not complete the requirement that we may have, yeah. uh, right? So like you know just want to understand how because I believe there are two things that are lacking in the North Indian diet: vitamin D because I think we don't have access to seafood, uh, fish. Let me I mean the quality of fish I'm not sure. Scrap what pack. is it in Chandigarh? But uh, back in Places like Malod, you just get basa fish. I yeah. It's not as good as... Just basa, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why do the name basa. Like. <laughs> it's a Vietnamese fish which is grown in the, grown in the sewage uh, ponds of Vietnam. See, I, I mean, I've, yeah. I, so I lived in Kerala for about five years. Uh, wow. One thing you have to realize about uh, India is that the further south you go and the further east you go, the more non-veg you become. Yeah, okay. The three largest vegetarian states are Haryana, Punjab and Rajasthan, okay. right? followed by Gujarat. So as a state, we've been vegetarian. Uh, when our entire influence in this part of Punjab is all vegetarian. The Punjab, which is non-vegetarian, is actually the northwest frontier. So the Peshawar side or the Rahul Pindi side, which actually I come from, we are from that side, but mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day. But this part of Punjab is all vegetarian. So how do they get their proteins? How do they get their food? How do they get their things, right? So the long answer of this is, the short answer of this I really don't know. The long answer is that um, um, I've lived, a, I've tried to live a long uh, vegetarian life. Uh, in fact, I s- feel that if you're vegetarian in Punjab, it's okay. The moment you turn vegan, you'll die. Because as a state, we are heavily reliant on animal products. Hmm. I am not yes. a very big fan of milk, but I have at least three glasses a day, right? And why are you contradicting it? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, well, personally, I feel it's a cruel industry, yeah, yeah. but I freaking love milk. I have three okay. glasses of bilkul thanda dud with nothing inside it, right? Just absolutely plain. No yeah, coffee, yeah. no bon vita, no sugar, nothing. I have, uh, I can have tons and tons of things. No problem. I can have, uh, I have ghee, I have rajma chawal right now. I was the only <laughs> guy who put ghee in the rajma chawal, right? Because that's the way I feel in my own yeah, mind. Yeah. I get my, I get my kind of nutrition. Now, I don't know how I get it or how my other friends who are mostly all vegetarian, by the way. Mm-hmm. But we do. So we are a non-meat eating uh, thing. The problem with Punjab is that uh, because of our sudden 
richness. We have suddenly become rich. So people because of the prices of because everything has land. become rich, right? Yeah, because yeah. of land problem. Think, but then we are also hard working. All of us are very oh, yeah, hard working. So we have become rich. What's the first way you show your richness? You first buy a nice house. You put some lights there. You buy a big car, right? Then what do you do? You start eating fancy food which you won't eat. So you have people eating bacon. How many people in yeah. Punjab used to eat bacon? Nobody. I haven't seen a single guy who used to eat bacon. Uh, you start uh, eating uh, prawns. Who the hell eats prawns in Punjab? We've never eaten prawns in our life, right? Yeah. So our diet becomes more and more and more suited to some other lifestyle. Yeah, and ham, that's for FOMO. example, ham. Exactly. Yeah. FOMO. I started off yeah, my thing yeah, off FOMO. with FOMO. We are fearful that if we didn't eat गूज लिवर नहीं खाया या हमने स्नेल्स नहीं खाए तो हम रह गए पीछे राइट स्नेल्स इन सो सो आई आईडियाली like humko sab pata hai right like you know our ancestors knew everything but i think our present lot are overdoing it hmm. our present lot uh, you cannot digest uh, six times meats a day you can't yeah, do it um, you can't uh, digest whey protein the way we drink you can't uh, the way we drink alcohol you can't do right so from a north indian point of view hmm. our diet is just great. it's completely yeah. gone and that's not because of anything else is because of new found wealth and of the course. need to show that wealth to other people and the way to show that wealth is through things like this you know uh, I, i think one of the last things were very recently i was reading about veganism and um, so i think there's a concept called white veganism mm-hmm. where we like you know the way veganism has been marketed is let's say for a person living in punjab let's say person living in a bahur they don't have access to vegan products they mm-hmm. don't have super stores but i think they need to understand tum ghar pe baith ke bhi you can be a vegan i think it's easier comparatively easier in punjab to be a vegan it's very you hit the nail on the head it's very easy to be a vegetarian slash vegan in punjab than it is to be anywhere else absolutely uh, but fir wo ye na ki ab jo netflix pe shows aate hain they show a very different kind of veganism yeah. like you know maybe the soy milk or oh. like the things that we don't may not have access to abhi yeah. i think chandigarh mein you have started getting access to various products but still uh, like you know we have a long way to go yeah you're right so i mean i don't think that you i mean i i really don't think that being vegan or something uh, has to be a very expensive choice today it's a very expensive choice yeah. you want almond milk is 300 rupees a liter yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you want to have uh, almond butter so you have to first think ki mai kaun sa kidney bech raha hu right i mean <laughs> uh, you want to go get something uh, plant based cheese Right, you got a jagat singh right? Two thousand rupees, that inna koi cheese milta hai. I mean, you're also looking at the guys looking at you, and you're like, just give me the normal milk based cheese. I don't want to like, you know, and it and it tastes like crap. So the idea is that yeah. um, it's all in the end of the day, you have to understand that every most of these people are in it for the money. They yes, kind of yes. go back, you'll find it's got to the money. So people who are in it for the love of it don't have to do all these advertisements and all that. Nahi hota hai. For me. we've grown up in punjab we've grown with again i don't know your views on all this or your your guys views i think the milk industry the cruel industry but i don't think i think the milk industry wasn't that i wouldn't have been able to survive at least in punjab at the vegetarian hmm. it's very very difficult um uh, so for me uh, uh you're right it is much easier to be uh, a vegetarian or vegan slash in this place but i think uh, like i consider myself veganish 
but I would still eat honey. Yeah. I would still drink milk. Apart from that, I don't do anything else. No uh, butter, no cheese. No uh, yeah, I mean, with milk based. Anything okay. milk based, I will <laughs> okay, eat. Okay. So anything that comes from a cow, I do. Uh, uh, I don't eat a cow. Uh, I, I will I not. I think we will have to censor this. Yes, I, I will not. <laughs> I, I really will not. I, I will not do it. I, it is disgusting. I will not uh, eat. Uh, we have a farm where we keep chicken. And why do we keep chicken? Because we have eggs. My dad needed some eggs, right? So, uh, is that vegetarian? I mean, well, not. I mean, it's an egg, but it's an egg. So, it's fine with us. But I will not eat those chicken. How can you eat something that you take care of? How can you eat something that, that is daily giving you the love that you require? Okay. I, mean, I don't know how your views are on this, but for me, it's disgusting. This is disgusting. So that's where I am. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely, I, I think one of the greatest conversations I've had. So thank you so much for your time. And we hope, uh, like, again, if we can at least change one person throughout this, through this podcast, I think a part of our work is done. So thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.